Amen. Welcome once again to the house of the Lord. It's so great to gather on this beautiful Sunday morning to the presence of the Lord. Thank you again for your faithful attendance in the parking lot. We really do believe in this physical representation of the body of Christ at the house of the Lord and on these grounds. And so thank you. If you have your Bibles, turn to the book of Matthew, chapter 4. We're going to read verses 18 to 22. And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brothers. Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Then he said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. They immediately left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in a boat. In the boat was Zebedee, their father, mending their nets. And he called to them, and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. The book of Mark, chapter 1, verses 16 to 20. And as he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Then Jesus said to them, follow me, and I will make you become fishers of men. They immediately left their nets and followed him. When he had gone a little farther from there, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who also were in the boat mending their nets. And immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants, and they went after him. The job of a recruitment poster is to get people to sign up. Recruitment posters used to play a vital role in getting people to sign up, to buy in, to join the cause. These posters didn't exactly tell you all the facts about soldier life, war, and so on. They left out that part. They emphasized pictures of soldiers getting medals, soldiers marching, and people cheering them on. Soldiers returning from battle and people welcoming them home. Soldiers standing tall and proud. Soldiers saying goodbye to loved ones, tugging on the heartstrings. One day Jesus walks by the Sea of Galilee and he is looking for men. He's looking to recruit men. He's looking for He's looking for people that will buy in, that will join the cause. There was no paper poster that day, a living poster, a living announcement, a living notice, a living inscription, a living call. That day, Jesus didn't leave out the facts when he called out to those men, he didn't leave out the facts 
Jesus told the men exactly what he was recruiting them for. These men were fishermen. They knew what life was like as a fisherman. Jesus used their language. He spoke their language. These men knew the toil. They knew the strain. They knew the hours. They knew the preparation. They knew how to administer bait. They knew the cleanup. They knew the excitement of fishing. They knew the joy of the catch. They knew the reward of hard work. They knew the waters, calm, rough, and anything in between. Matthew chapter 4, verses 18 to 20, And Jesus, walking by the sea of Galilee, saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Then he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. They immediately left their nets and followed him. Immediate response. Immediate response is this living poster stood before them to recruit them, to call them out, to call them to join the cause. Mark 1, verses 16 to 18. And as he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you become fishers of men. They immediately left their nets and followed him. These men had never fished for men before. They had only fished for fish. And here Jesus calls them and he speaks their language and he says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. I will make you become fishers of men. These men had never fished for men before. But could it be that different? You see, Jesus was speaking their language. They immediately left their nets and they followed him. They had to know it would mean toil. They had to know it would mean strain and hours and preparation. They had to know that it would mean proper use of bait, that it would mean cleanup. And they had to know that it would mean excitement, anticipation, the thrill of the catch. That as they follow Jesus and he makes them fishers of men, he would mean joy, it would mean reward. And they had to know that it would mean calm waters, rough waters, and anything in between. Matthew 4, verse 19, he said to them, Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. In the book of Mark, chapter 1, verse 17, then Jesus said to them, Follow me and I will make you become fishers of men. I love how that reads, I will make you become fishers of men. You see, they may have been experts at fishing fish, but they had never fished for men before. The skill set that they possessed, the skill set that was theirs, 
The skill set would apply. But they needed coaching. They needed guidance. They needed teaching on how to apply their skill set. These men had been recruited. And now the lessons would begin. Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Follow me and I will make you become fishers of men. Jesus taught them many lessons as they followed, as they journeyed, as they walked with Jesus. As they surrendered to Jesus and gave him everything, Jesus taught them many lessons. He showed them how to bait the hook. He showed them where to cast the net. He showed them how to navigate the waters. Jesus showed them how to clean up. They knew the toil. They knew the strain. And they worked the hours. We know as we read, as we read in the Gospels, how they followed Jesus, how they journeyed with Jesus. We know that they experienced the excitement, the thrill of the catch, the joy and the reward. Jesus Christ took fishermen and made them fishers of men in the kingdom of God. Jesus is still in the business of calling people today. Jesus is still in the business of passing by people, calling them. Calling them to follow him. And Jesus calls out to us and he knows our skill set. Jesus calls out to you and he knows your skill set. He knows your gifting. He knows your makeup. I can see him passing by carpenters. Follow me and I will make you become carpenters of men. Cutting, sanding, planing, making something beautiful. I can see him passing by miners, calling out, follow me, and I will make you become miners of men. Digging, unearthing, and bringing out the best. I can see him passing by shepherds, crying out, follow me, and I will make you become shepherds of men, leading and tending and feeding and guarding and guiding and protecting. I can see him passing by blacksmiths, follow me, and I will make you become blacksmiths of men. There the hammering and the heating and the shaping and the forging. I can see him passing by harvesters, follow me, and I will make you become Harvesters of men, tilling and planting and watering and weeding and gathering. I can see him passing by you and me, passing by each person, calling out, follow me, and I will make you become. Jesus comes and he passes us by. He comes speaking our language. Today he would come to you speaking your language. When Jesus passed by these men and called out, follow me, there was an immediate response. 
As he spoke their language, there was an immediate response, and they left their nets, and they began to follow. The men left their fish nets that day, but for many of us, in fact, most of us, it's not about leaving our nets. It's about Jesus turning what we do divine, giving it new purpose, giving it real purpose, real kingdom purpose, that the fishermen be used of God to further the kingdom of God, that the carpenters be used to further the kingdom of God, that the miners and the shepherds and the blacksmiths and the harvesters be used to further the kingdom of God, that every person, as many as will answer the call and follow Him, used to further the kingdom. And so, He comes to us today, walking, walking by and calling out, follow me and I will make you become. How does one become a fisherman for the kingdom? How does one become a carpenter for the kingdom? How does one become a miner, a shepherd, a blacksmith, a harvester, and so on for the kingdom? And the answer is this. He will show us. He will teach us if we will follow. If we will let Him guide us and teach us and train us and correct us and perfect us. If we will let Him have us. Nothing held back. They immediately left their nets. And though He may not be calling us to leave our actual nets today, He wants to turn what we do divine. How can He teach us? How can He teach us to become fishers of men? How can He teach us to become fishermen in the kingdom? And the answer is He will teach us. He will show us as we follow, as we daily follow Jesus in every season. Year after year, month after month, week after week, and day after day, as we follow Jesus. Jesus is still recruiting. For the carpenter, it's going to mean labor. It's going to mean precision. It's going to mean repetition. It's going to mean choosing the right materials. For the miner, it's going to mean digging. It's going to mean strain on the muscles. And it's going to mean trips into the dark. For the shepherd, it's going to mean feeding and tending. It's going to mean leading and counting and shearing. For the blacksmith, it's hammering and heat and pressing through fatigue. It's grinding and shaping and sharpening. For the harvester, it's going to mean sowing and watering and weeding. It's sweat on the brow. It's carrying weight. It's labor in the fields. We will know the toil. We will know the strain. We will work the hours. But we will experience the excitement drink in the joy, partake of the reward, and we will eat 
the fruits of holy labor. Jesus passes us by today and he calls out, follow me. Let this be a day of immediate response. Luke chapter 5, verses 2 to 9. Two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and he taught the multitudes from the boat. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. So he signaled to their partners, they signaled to the partners in the other boat to come and to help. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. And when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. The J.B. Phillips New Testament reads, He said to Simon, Push out now into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Simon replied, Master, we've worked all night and never caught a thing. But if you say so, I'll let the nets down. And when he had done this, they caught an enormous shoal of fish so big that the nets began to tear. And so they signaled to their friends in the other boats to come and to help. They came and filled both the boats to sinking point. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell on his knees before Jesus and said, Keep away from me, Lord, for I'm only a sinful man. For he and his companions, including Zebedee's sons, James and John, Simon's partners were staggered at the haul of fish that they had made. Jesus teaches us a great lesson here. The very things we are skilled at doing, He can take us further. He can make it greater. You see, these men knew what they were doing in the natural. They were fishermen. These men knew what they were doing in the natural, and here they had worked all night and they hadn't caught a thing. They hadn't done anything wrong. They knew how to fish. But you see, Jesus comes, and Jesus turns the natural supernatural. Jesus comes and he turns the natural tasks, the natural operation of our life, he turns it supernatural, he turns it divine. The J.B. Phillips New Testament, Simon, push out now into deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Simon replied, Master, we've worked all night and never caught a thing. I love that it doesn't end there. He continues, and even here there was an immediate response, but if you say so, I'll let the nets down. 
The New King James Version, nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. You see, church, his word is the difference maker. At his word. This wasn't presumption. Jesus here is teaching them a lesson that he can take the natural task and turn it supernatural. At his word, as we listen to his word, as we step out according to his word, when he speaks, though everything would tell us there's nothing in the water, though our own expertise would tell us there's no catch right now, though our natural experience would tell us otherwise, nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. This is faith. This is faith. This is obedience. According to a word from the Lord, we move at the word of the Lord. I want to encourage us all today. Let us take Jesus at his word and let us do what he says. Simon Peter was humbled that day. We read in the text that he fell down on his knees. He fell down and he cried out. I'm a sinful man. He fell down at the feet of Jesus. He said, away from me, Lord. I'm a sinful man. He was brought to his knees. The text tells us that he staggered at the haul of fish that they had made. He realized that Jesus could take this natural task of life and turn it supernatural. A catch unimaginable, hauled in these fish more than they thought possible. You see, that day, Jesus taught Peter how to fish for fish. Jesus wants to teach you how to fish for fish, Jesus wants to teach us. He's calling out to us. Jesus is calling people. He's passing them by. He's recruiting people to make them fishers of men and to turn their natural occupation, their natural business, the natural ability, the work, the gifting, the endeavor, the mission, whatever it looks like to turn it all supernatural, to teach us to do the very thing we think we are so skilled at. Jesus wants to come. He passes us by. At your word, Lord. Jesus wants to take us further. To teach us to do the very thing we think we are so equipped to do. At your word, I will let down the net. What the Holy Spirit would say to us today where there's been toil and where there's been strain in the natural and all we see is empty nets. Let us, at his word, cast the nets once more, trusting in his word and see the miracle provision of God, a divine collision and empowering. The natural turns supernatural. Let's pray today. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the power 
of your word, Lord. Your word is the difference maker. At your word, as we read in the text today, God. Lord, even now in this moment, you're passing us by. You're passing people by. You're calling out even in this moment, and I pray that we would hear your call. Open our ears, Lord, to hear your call. Open our eyes to see you as you stand, calling out, follow me, and I will make you become. Lord, you call us out for kingdom work and for kingdom purpose. You save us from simply living a natural life. You call us to something greater. You want to make each one of us fishers of men. But Lord, you come. Lord, you come and you call each one of us. You call out to us and though we see our gifting and our ability in the natural, and we'd say we're so skilled at this field, this is what we're created to do. Lord, I pray even today as you, as you step out, as you begin to call individuals right now in this moment as we pray this prayer, Lord, I pray that there would be an immediate response and though we've seen maybe a failing in the natural or though we've seen positive things in the natural, I pray that we would hear the call as you cry out, as you call out today and you say, cast the net on the other side. As you say that to us today, and though we may question it in this moment, I pray we will say today, nevertheless, at your word, we will let down the nets once more. We will let out the nets once more. And God, we believe today for your miracle provision. You are a God of miracles. Nothing is impossible for you. We surrender our hearts and our lives to you today, Jesus. We bless you, Lord. We bless you and honor you. May our lives be poured out as a drink offering, oh God. Lord, each and every day as we Position ourselves to follow you. I pray that you would take us all, Lord, and you'd put us in the school of Christ. That you would teach us. That you would teach us, you would lead us, you would guide us. You would do what only you can do, Lord. Lord, we know that you are the great fisherman. We know that you are the great carpenter. So work on us and work in us, oh God. We know that you're the great, Lord, the great blacksmith and the great miner, and we pray that you would bring out those things that are choice, oh Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you are the great harvester. Lord, we position our lives before you today. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. If you're here today and you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, the Bible says in John 3.16, perhaps you know this verse, for God so loved the world that he gave what did he give? He gave the greatest gift of all in his son, Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He sent his son to this earth, to this world, to live on this side of eternity, to live here. What was the purpose of his living? Yes, he lived a selfless and obedient life, and he died a selfless and obedient death. The Bible tells us that three days later he rose from the tomb. He rose again. He ascended into heaven. Why all this? The answer, for you. That's the answer today.
put your name there today, the answer is your name. All of this for you. He would have died on the cross even for one sinner. And he comes today welcoming us into the greatest relationship. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him should not perish, but should have everlasting and eternal life. Today he welcomes you in. He welcomes us all into this personal relationship. This personal relationship with him. Jesus cried out and he said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me, except through me. There is salvation in no other name, only in the name of Jesus. And so today, if you want to receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, perhaps you don't even know where to begin. Where does it begin? It begins with repentance. Falling to our knees, acknowledging that we are unholy, that even the righteousness we would see in our own life, that we would claim righteousness, our righteousness is but as filthy rags. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Each and every one of us will one day pass from this life and we will stand and give account for all that we've done. But there is hope today. There's life today. There is a peace that surpasses all human understanding today. It comes in the name, Jesus. Jesus welcomes you in today. Welcomes you into this relationship. Repentance is the act of falling on our knees. We fall before Jesus and we say, even as Peter said, I'm only a sinful man, Lord. We recognize that we are sinful, that we are fallen and we need a Savior. We've all sinned, we've all done wrong. Our only hope is Jesus. We repent today. We cry out. We acknowledge that Jesus is Lord and Savior, and we ask Him. We welcome Him in to become Lord and Savior of our life. We embrace this relationship, and we answer the call. The call today is follow me. Follow me, and I will make you become. Follow me and become my disciple. Follow me. Follow me in this world and into eternity. If you're here today and you want to make that decision, just begin to pray wherever you are. Just begin to pour out your heart, just like you talk to a friend. Pour out your heart right now in this moment to Jesus. Ask him to cleanse you and wash you and forgive you of your sins and come into your life and be Lord of your life. If you're praying that prayer this morning, we'd love to give you a Bible. The parking attendants will come to your car, come to your vehicle, hand you a Bible. You could make your way in this morning as we've heard and Receive some material, receive a Bible, begin to read. You say, well, it's a big book, 66 books in the book. Where do I start? Open up to the book of John and begin to read. The book of John in the New Testament, just begin to read of all of what Jesus Christ has done for you. Begin to understand the great cost of grace and salvation and the great gift, the great gift of life. There's also some information at the back on these steps, receiving Christ. And even further than that, repentance, water baptism, the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for coming today. And if you've made that decision and you would like a Bible, please, would you turn on your hazard lights or put your hand out the window? Keep your hand up. The parking attendants will come. Just keep your hand up for a few moments as they 
begin to look across the parking lot. Let's pray once more today. Lord, we thank you for who you are. We bless you, Lord. We are always humbled. Father, I pray that we would never lose the wonder of the cross, but each and every day we would rise. Lord, we would rise and thank you for the great gift of salvation. Thank you, Lord, for this miracle work in our life. We bless you and we honor you. We offer you all that we are, Lord, holding nothing back. And out of him who is seated on the throne and unto the Lamb that was slain, be blessing and honor and glory and power, both now and throughout the endless ages. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you today, church. Go with God and have a wonderful weekend. We'll see you throughout the week.